I need you to go to the book of Mark. Uh, this is, you know, uh, I always say this is under the heading of stuff everybody knows, but nobody does. <laughs> this, is, this is what I call where I started to teach from the beginning, stuff that I've taught you probably year, many years past. But, you know, somehow it gets lost, lost in translation, so we have to go back over it again. Anybody remember the uh, parable of the seed? We talked about it for months. Amen. Well, today we want to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 26 says this, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Amen. I want to... Uh, give you this thought this morning, how we grow in the kingdom of God. Now, you notice there's a one behind it because there's going to be a part two and maybe a three. But let's just stick with this part this morning, uh, how we grow in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all of your blessings. We thank you because you have been very good to us. God, you've given us life. You've given us breath. You've given us the articulation of limbs. You've given us speech and a mind to order our thoughts. So, God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for healing and we thank you for deliverance. We thank you for the fullness of all that you are. We thank you for every man and woman that's breaking the bread of life around the world. And we pray that you would add a blessing to their words in Jesus' name and you can be seated. <clears throat> now, the interesting thing about this is, well, there's two things that are interesting about it. And I want you to note that uh, this parable starts differently than all of the seed parables. What's the difference, Pastor? The difference between this parable and some of the other parables that you'll read is that they always start by saying a sower. This one says a man. The distinction is between the man and the sower because in the parables that we've studied, the sower was always Jesus. Amen. But here it's very specific. A man. And if you look up that word, you won't find any other definition other than anthropos, which is a man. It is a man. So this man could be you. Uh, you're following what I'm saying. So the Bible says uh, he says very clearly that a person does not know how seed or word grows. Are y'all with me? 
when a seed is placed in the ground, all of the changes, all of the transformation is hidden from the naked eye. And so is the word that's planted in you. We don't see the outward growth until the word has taken sprout on the inside. But if we could change the way the seed grows, we would probably mess something up, which is why the Bible says you don't know how it works. Amen. So, so, so suffice to say that what he's teaching us is that when we grow up in the kingdom, it is a process of God working in us, but we don't know how he's doing it. All right. Because I'm looking at you because you say, well, well, pastor, you can study a little more. You can pray a little more. Now. Now, there's a process. And Christ is going to take you to the process. Not one of you know what your life is going to bring tomorrow. You don't know what situation. You don't know what accident. You don't know what sickness. You don't know uh, what diagnosis you might receive. You have no idea. So you're not going to be ready until it happens. So the parable reminds us that we can't make the seed grow. And it should teach parents and preachers. You can't make folk grow. Amen. Amen. No matter how much fertilizer you put under. Amen. So we can't make folk grow. And the truth is, we don't know how they grow. Uh, We know that they grow at their own rate. And sometimes they surprise us. Amen. But in the kingdom of God, we see the same thing as well as in the kingdom of nature. And that is that we are laborers together. In other words, we are co-laborers with God. So as preachers, teachers, friends, family, the Bible says that we sow the seed in the kingdom, but it is God who brings that seed to perfection. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9, the Bible says, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. Amen. I'm going to skip down to verse 9, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. And then remember this, you are God's building. You are God's building. Amen. That's going to be important because it's this way with the kingdom of God. Now, before we can move any further, and that's why I say we want to have a part one, because we need to talk a little bit about this kingdom of God. Uh, we know everything we need to know about the kingdom, and we don't know anything about the kingdom. Amen. So first thing I want to tell you is that this term kingdom of God uh, means different things to different people. But I want you to know uh, that the church is being built, but the kingdom comes. All right. So the church, as we see it, is already built. But the Bible says it's being built. And the kingdom, we see that coming when Christ returns. But really, the kingdom is here now. 
So the kingdom has already come and the church is a work in progress. Can you relate to that? Some of you are having a hard time with that. And the Bible says this is that uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 22. Let me see if I got that. You don't have it in your notes. So. Ephesians 2.22. Here's what the Bible says. It says, uh, in whom we are also being built together for a dwelling place of God and the spirit. So God is building a spiritual house and we are the house and he's building a house for us. Are you still with me? We are the house and he's building the house for us. Amen. So the Bible says then that we need to understand that is it is the work of Christ to build the church, but it is the work of the believer to reveal the church. Do you understand this? It's his job to build, but it's your job to reveal. What does the church look like? Well, and that's what you reveal is the kingdom of God. Why? Because the kingdom comes in seed form and then it matures to a full blown kingdom. The moment that you are saved, the Bible says that you are translated into the kingdom, but you have not yet grown up into the fullness of the kingdom. So the kingdom came when Christ came. The kingdom is coming while he is perfecting you and the kingdom will be perfected when he comes back. Y'all still following me? All right. So the Bible teaches us that the church is always corporate. It's never individual. Even though I am a part of the church, I am not the church. Amen. You know, what's amazing, though, can I just take a side road for a moment? I'm not supposed to take a side road this week. I'm trying to slow down. Is that we corporately are the body of Christ. Then why is it? that people judge you individually as the body of Christ. Yeah, that's a hmm. Isn't it amazing that the reputation of the church is built on any one person? Doesn't matter whether you're a member of a 10-member church or a 10,000-member church. One member creates the reputation for the church. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Amen. So the Bible says this. It says that uh, the kingdom of God is the rule of God. It is the rule of God. The kingdom of God is this. It is Christ's authority to rule on earth. When Christ came, he did not stay here. I know you all think he did. He went back to the father. And then he sent the Holy Spirit here in you as his delegated authority. Y'all still with me? The second thing I want you to see is that all blessings and advantages uh, uh, flow uh, that flow from his rule 
is the kingdom of God. Anything you receive as a part of that, that's the kingdom. When you get healing, that's manifesting the kingdom. I know you say it's the church. It's the kingdom because it's the authority. It's the rule. Are y'all still with me? So the third thing we see is this. All the subjects of that kingdom are the kingdom collectively. What does that mean? That means that uh, I, again, am a member of the kingdom, but I'm not the kingdom. Okay. So collectively, we make up the church and we make up the kingdom. The difference between the two, of course, is that one is a work in progress. One is a completed work at that stage. That's why the Bible puts it this way in the model prayer. Thy kingdom come. And as we say, as thy will is being done. So each time I do the will of God, then I advance my status in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. All right. Which means I'm further ahead today than I was yesterday. I hope. Because, you know, some of us don't behave right. Romans 14, 17 says this. It says that this present kingdom is not a matter of external performance, but it is of internal changes. In other words, the kingdom, the Bible says, comes without observation. Because it's the work that's being done internally. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Y'all. OK, so righteousness then is my position with Christ. Righteousness is my position with Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have been made righteous by his death, burial and resurrection. That's my position. Peace is my condition because of Christ. He's given me his peace. So I am at peace with you and with him. And then joy is my disposition because of Christ. He is my strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Are you still with me? So the church then, even though it's growing, it has some natural enemies, you know, like the snake and the mongoose. <laughs> so the church has natural enemies and those enemies then are and you need to write these down. <laughs> Disunity, disloyalty, and selfish carnality. Anytime there's a break in the unity of the church, there's a problem. When people are no longer loyal to the church, there's a problem. When people are carnal in church, there's a problem. Amen. Amen. So when these things come in the church, when you see them in any church, whether it's this one or any other church, and they're all here because the devil brings them all. These are demonic influences in the kingdom. The Bible says that when those things come. Then we know. That we're not entering the kingdom. We're having some issues. 
getting in. Now, can I tell you this one more thing? You can stay in church your whole life and never be a part of the kingdom. How do you say that, Pastor? Because you can be in church and never have any authority at all over your health, your wealth. Amen. Come on. Amen. You can be in church your whole life and be just as crazy as a loon. Because <laughs> you don't have any. Amen. <laughs> you have no control of your mat. I might be. <laughs> Y'all trying to tell me you haven't seen strange people in church? But you won't find them in the kingdom. Uh, ooh. What? So the Bible says this, then uh, we have to deal with these things, this, these demonic attacks on the church. And when that happens, the Bible says when we deal with it, then the kingdom comes. Every time you see a problem in church, you must deal with it forthright. If you don't deal with the problem, the problem will hinder the growth of the church. Are y'all still here? So the Bible says that when I am born again, when I am born again, uh, then uh, the Holy Spirit can reveal this kingdom to me. In John chapter three, verse three, he says this. Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'll, I'll be understanding this. If I'm not born again, then I won't know anything about kingdom authority. And I won't recognize it when I see it. Mm, OK. So the Bible says in the kingdom, uh, uh, the kingdom uh, comes after the new birth. And then it says I must learn of the kingdom so I can take advantage of his privileges. In other words, if I don't know what's in the kingdom, if I don't know what's there, what's available to me, then I can never operate in kingdom authority. Uh, Mark chapter four, verse 11 says this. It says to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. It has been given to you to know. Amen. It says, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. They don't understand it. You are saying it, but they can't get it. Come on. I feel that way in church all the time. I'm saying it and they can't get it. <laughs> Y'all still with me? So as a born again believer, the Bible says, uh, and uh, when I become a child of God, then I become a subject of the government and the authority of God. What does that mean? That means if I travel to a foreign country where that country has a king, when I get to that country, I'm subject to the rules and regulations of that country. Amen. I, I listen, I don't have any authority if I went to Jordan. I have no authority there. And I'm subject to the king of Jordan. And as long as I'm on his soil, he has authority over me. Amen. As long as I am a part of the kingdom of God, then God has authority in my life. He has given me authority by virtue of his son because his son died. And when he died, he said, I'm going to give you all authority. That's why you can go. Amen. Matthew 28. 
Are y'all still with me? So the Bible says then that we understand from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Here's what it says. It says, then comes the end when he delivers. Verse 24 says, delivers the kingdom of God to the father. When he put an end to all rule and all authority and power for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So what is he saying? He's saying that all the enemies of Christ have to be dealt with. That means that as as a kingdom dweller with the authority of God, then any time I am attacked as a saint, I exercise my authority to deal with that enemy of God. That's why we don't keep going around the same mountain. We don't keep doing the same old strange stuff. I didn't need the word I want to use, but <laughs> I'm getting better. But at some point, we have to understand that I've been here before. Have you ever been in that situation? I've been here before. You know, I, I, I've been here before. Here I am. It's the 15th of the month. And I'm broke. Ain't no money coming to the first. How many times have you done that? Well, by the second time that happens, you should say, well, hold on here. By the 10th, I'm going to say, I'm putting my, I ain't, I ain't spending that another dime. <laughs> I mean, these, these are common problems, but do you understand what I'm saying to you? We do the same thing. We get sick. We don't know how to get well. We get broke. We don't know how to get well. Come on. We get mad and we certainly don't know how to get over it. And what's wrong with that? Where is your authority as a kingdom dwell? Don't you know that's an attack of the enemy? Don't you know it's not normal or natural for you to be broke, busted, disgusted? Don't you know that's not right? The devil is a liar. Makes me mad sometimes because we don't understand the authority of, 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 of the kingdom. But here's the problem. Most of us will not submit to kingdom authority. Now, now, listen, to submit means to come up under. There's an authority that you must submit to. If you don't submit to the authority, you will not get to use the authority. Amen. And most of us stay at that place where we don't we don't really want we we here's what let me put it this way. We want all the authority but none of the responsibility. Huh? The same thing we say, okay, we talk about your money. Your money gets funny about the middle of the month, then somebody would say to you, well, how much you put yourself on a budget? Amen. No, you don't want a budget because now I gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch my money. Huh? I got to withhold things from me. I don't want to do that. See, it requires me to change. So when you come under the authority, when you submit to the, the authority of the kingdom, then things begin to change in your life. Amen. Uh, James, James 4, 7. Just John. I mean, James chapter four, verse seven. Here's what it says. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. What? 
I bet you didn't even know that was in the Bible. He, look what it says. Submit to God. Boom. Stop. Because that's all it takes. The rest, they say, is history. So the fact that you're going through the same situation, the same circumstances tells me that you are not submitted. Submission does not come to the place where you come to the past and say, uh, Pastor, I do whatever you say. Uh uh. Submission comes when you do whatever the word says. Huh? They ought to be, listen, the, the newest person in church ought to be able to tell you where to sit and you don't have to fight with them. If you're submitted. No, oh, okay. I could play with that for a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm being good, trying to mind my own business here. All right. Now, I do have to give you this one, though, because I put a little asterisk here in my notes, so I have to say it. So. <laughs> Anything you ask for, you got to say it. <laughs> it says, to the degree I submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ, I'm in the kingdom of God. To the degree that I submit. That's how much of the kingdom that's in me. Let me tell you the reason most people don't grow up in the kingdom before I, I go too much further. Than this. Most people don't grow up because the very first thing you have to put under the authority of God, you can't handle. You know what that thing is? Your attitude. Amen. You can't control you. Amen. See, that's the fruit of the spirit. Self-control self-control and you don't have any of that because you you can't stop doing whatever you're doing or start doing what you should do because you have no self-control you need somebody to control you now I'm just going to talk to you that's what they do with slaves they have to have somebody to control them that's what they do with prisoners they have to have somebody to control them. Isn't it odd that you are a saint of God and you have absolutely no control of you? So somebody has to, you know, pastors, ministers, deacons, had to keep saying, listen, don't, don't do that. This is going to end bad. Don't, 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 don't go over there. Don't be saying that. Because you have no self-control. Can I tell you all this before you got saved, before you got saved, before you knew anything about Jesus Christ, God, heaven, hell, any of that. God put something in you that know that lets you know what's right and what's wrong. Amen. That's what he said in Romans chapter one. Isn't it? He says, you know, God. See, he's in you before you ever knew him. He know, you there. He knows you and he put right and wrong in you. So don't give me all that. Well, well I don't say, I, I, nobody told me. Nobody had to tell you that. Amen. I'm about to start meddling, ain't I? 
staying right here. I'm staying right here. Everything we need to grow is in church. And check this out. The store is open 24-7. So you run into a situation where you just run out of faith, run out of patience. You can always run down to the store here and pick up something. Now y'all ain't what I'm saying. Uh-uh, no, mm-mm. Anytime you're not prepared for something, it hits you, you know, like a ton of bricks in your life. The Bible says that you, you, you can go to the spiritual store and pick up some whatever you need. Huh? But the problem is it takes discipline to make loyal customers. See, because what happens, you know, and I always tell this story. Uh, I've used the same everybody for the last 30, 40 years. I don't change anything. I have the same cleaners. Uh, the same clothing store, the same everything. I don't, I just don't change. And the reason I don't change is because I want to fix whatever's wrong. Oh, yeah. So if you mess up my shirt, I'm not going to change cleaners. I'm going back and say, fix my shirt. And then I want you to remember me and remember you messed up my shirt. So every time I come in, I want you to say, well, you know, Mr. Rice is kind of funny about his shirt. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would you change to play people where people don't know you? Same thing with banks and every place else. When I walk in, I want you to call me by my name. And if your bank is so big, you don't know who I am. I'm taking my money out. I'm not going to a doctor that don't know who I am. We better have some conversation about what we talked about the last time. Otherwise, I ain't coming back. Now, y'all. But you see, here's what happens to us. Can I just. (laughs) We live in what I call a spiritual suburbia. You know what I'm talking about? We got the church right here, but we move outside of the church just close enough so that if we need something, we can run in and get it. But then we go right back out into suburbia. That's because I don't want nobody telling me how to live. But if I have a problem, I want you to be able to solve my problem. Oh, we all do it. When you see people you hadn't seen in a long time, they make their way to church. You know what you be, well, I don't know what you be thinking. I hear what I'm thinking. Wonder what's wrong. No, no, no. Y'all be thinking, oh, that's so and so good to see. No, I'm thinking. Wonder what's wrong. Because the only reason you came in is because out in suburbia, but nobody bothering. But but something happened in your life, and now you need to run up into town and get a quick fix, and then go on back out in suburbia. Y'all thought I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, Pastor, he, he always so happy to see us. No, he's thinking, okay, all right. How much is this going to cost me? <laughs> oh, come on, y'all have cheering, don't you? Huh? When they, well, look, when they call for no reason, hi, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> really? 
Uh, my son is a grown man, minister of music. And every time he tells me about this idea he got for the church, <laughs> this idea he got for the church, my thought is, okay, I'm going to listen, but how much is this going to cost me? Nobody has free stuff. I'm off again. Y'all supposed to be doing, y'all supposed to be keep, keeping me straight up here. <laughs> All right. Let me skip on down here. <laughs> when we go, when we go to, I almost call it Walmart. Because that's, that's, that's how folk shop church, you know. Spiritual Wally world. <laughs> you're not going to find, listen to me, you're not going to find the fix you're looking for. They're all looking at me and see like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Sincerely, great value is not a great value. <laughs> Don't you ever, it is not a great value. <laughs> and don't be telling me that I buy great value all the time and it's good to me. You have an acquired taste. <laughs> uh. Oh, I got some stories. I, Cause you know, I try everything. I try everything. I like cooking, so I, you know, every now and then I hit up on Wally World and say, let me try this right here. And then you know what? Every time you have one of those lessons, you say, well, we won't do that again. <laughs> Whew, I'm looking at Sister Cynthia because I'm thinking about this time. I, I snuck into Wally World just to get some water. And here come her and Patsy. The last two people I wanted to see in Wally World. So I thought, let me get my little water and get up out of here. And every time I turned the corner, there they were. So I finally told them, I said, well, I can't lie and say I didn't see you because every time I turned Okay, here we go. I got to finish this. <laughs> so we're not talking about going to places that give us a quick fix, but we're talking about the church triumphant. It's the church that's matured, the church that's taking responsibility for spiritual growth and taking authority over the tricks of the enemy. This is where this is where uh, God comes into our, our uh, spirits and begins to, the process of perfecting us and maturing us. 
from the inside out. We come, we come to the church at the new birth, but we abide in church until we get the full manifestation of Christ. Now, here's what I'm trying to say to you. We all come in the same way. We come in as babes in Christ. But since we receive this word as a seed, the seed is supposed to eventually grow up. Amen. And this is what happens to us is that we we just stay right here. That does not work. That does not work. The Bible says in Philippians chapter three, we're to be conformed into the image of Christ. Philippians chapter three, verse 17 says, brother, join me in following the example and note those who so walk uh, as you have us for a pattern. Paul says, you got you got me. If you don't know what to do, watch me. Now, if you're a mature saint, you should always invite people to do that. Now, if you're a babe in Christ, be careful. But if you're a mature saint, you should say, "Okay, watch me. See how I do it. This is how I roll. Okay. now here's what he says here. It says, uh, well, I'm not going to talk about the ones that walk contrary. Let's go all the way down to verse uh, 20. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. Again, we were not from a foreign country, but we're, we're from heaven. The Bible says for which we also eagerly wait for the sake, wait for the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will do what transform our lowly body so that it may be conformed to the glorious body, to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able to subdue all things unto himself. So he says it's the power of God that transforms our body so it conforms to Christ's body. That word transform is schematic. Y'all know about it's, it's reading a plan. When you see a schematic grow, drawing, it does not show you the outside of the thing. It shows you the inside of the thing. Am I right there, Doc? It shows you the inside. The schematics won't show you what a building looks like. That's a plan. But the schematic shows you what's going on inside. And what he's saying is that he goes on the inside and changes your wiring and plumbing and everything else so that you look like Christ. Amen. 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 So the Bible says here, then that when we submit ourselves to Christ, uh, we do it for an internal design change. In other words, he's making me all over again. Amen. But isn't that the reason you were born again so he could make you again? Are you following me? All right. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I better be. huh? So this is the part that I'm probably going to get in trouble with, but I'm going to try to, to get through it so that we all understand it. We have no permanent guarantee of kingdom status. What? No, if I don't reflect my new position, then I don't stay in the kingdom. Let me show you scripture. First Corinthians chapter six, first Corinthians chapter six, verses nine and ten. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? What? I mean, it says that in the Bible, right? It says, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor everybody, you know. Just make it easy. Galatians chapter five, verse 21. 
Envy. Well, we just just some more of your friends. <laughs> but it says, here's the end of that. It says that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, see, folks don't quite get this. So this is why you can go go to hell from church. Why? Because it says right here that these people who practice Galatians 5.21, it says who practice. Look at that last line. Who what? Practice. Are y'all still with me? Well, let's do one more. Matthew 21.43. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing fruits of it. You don't produce anything. You shouldn't be here. Why are you taking up space, breathing God's good air when you're not going to do anything? I know that sounds cold, doesn't it? Okay. How about this one? We all know this one. Luke chapter nine, verse 62. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow. In other words, confessing Jesus as being your Lord. And looking back, remember what happened to Lot's wife when she looked back? Okay, is fit for the kingdom of God. See, you always want to look back to, you know, spiritual suburbia. You know, you didn't grow there. You know, you listen, hold on. If you knew if you were growing out there in suburbia, you wouldn't keep running into town for a fix. It would be right there. Now, I'm talking about Wally World one more time. But, you know, they set up little neighborhood stores so you wouldn't have to go in town. <clears throat> huh? Making you addicted to a quick fix. No, let me leave, let me leave these people alone. I don't own no stock in it, but, I, you know, I might one day. Who knows? Amen. <laughs> so the Bible says uh, we were brought into the kingdom to make disciples. But in order for us to do this, we have to first become a disciple. That means I have to be a learner. I have to learn from somebody. I, I, you know, most of us don't understand the term apprenticeship. But see, Jesus was an apprentice to his father. Uh, uh, listen, anytime you have an apprentice, the apprentice stays with the master. How long? Till he's old enough to do the trade himself. In other words, Jesus began his ministry at 30 years old. That was Jesus, y'all. That, that, that was Jesus. That was Jesus. I believe he's a little smarter than we are. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to say that Jesus, not, and this has nothing to do with how, how quick you get it, but, but listen to me. Jesus stayed with someone who trained him until he was able to be on his own. The problem is, is that we won't stay with anybody long enough to learn how to be a good saint. Anytime somebody who's training us tell us what we can't do or what they, you know, what uh, they think you should do, you, you go. Huh? I had an expression, but I can't, can't use it in church. But anyway, 
So this, this, this new birth is the gateway to the benefits of the kingdom. It's our commitment, uh, continued commitment to develop that qualifies us for kingdom dwellers, as kingdom dwellers. Uh, now, 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 I become victorious when I stay. So if somebody's teaching me, that's the same thing. If, if, if somebody's teaching me how to, how to play the piano or play the drums or what have you, I can't do one less. I, think I got it now, I'm gone. No, 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 no. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? That's it. See, y'all see, everybody got it. That, that's the old joke. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And that's what you do with life. You got to keep rehearsing this thing until you get it right. Oh, my God. Whew. I got to hurry up. I got a minute left and I got... Mm. Mm, 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 mm. It takes long for me to figure out what to cut out. Mm. All right, I got to give you this. I got another asterisk here. <laughs> if you develop at a normal rate in a normal way, you will be victorious. Let me say that again. If you develop at a normal rate in a normal way, you will be victorious. Hmm? In other words, if you continue to do what God's called you to do, you will eventually become what God's called you to be. Okay? But, 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 but. If we develop too fast, we burn out. If we develop too slow, we wear out. So God desires that we grow at two distinct and similar rates. The first thing he says is this. If you want to grow up normally, the first thing you want, he wants you to do is be totally dependent upon him. Jesus always said, as I see my father work, so do I. I don't do nothing unless my daddy says so. Amen. And then the Bible goes on and says, secondly, he wants us to grow up spiritually. Now, this is the part I had some issues with last time I said to y'all, y'all got a little <clears throat> huffy with me. But here it is again. It's impossible for a baby to be friends with an adult. They can have a relationship, but it's not mutual sharing. Huh? Babies are needy. Talk to me. Babies are needy. We don't mind helping them while we're teaching them, but it's abnormal for a child never to grow up and learn how to do some things for themselves. Hey, there's good stuff here. So the Bible says this, the same is true in church. If a demon comes up against an infant and the infant ran off in fear, that would be normal. What? But if the same demon comes against a mature saint, they should take authority over it. You see the difference? You cannot listen, 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 listen. Oh, there's a, I got this, this. Well, I'm going to close with this. <laughs> See, this is the problem we have is that when something happens in church as mature saints, rather than taking authority, we talk about it. When you complain about what didn't happen or what should have, would have, could have, that 
is a baby running from a demon. If something happens in your life and it happens to you as a saint, we should only know about it when we hear your testimony. Amen. Oh, yeah, well, let me come down. I got to come on down one more time. Listen, listen, listen. When you have to run and go tell folk, you so and so did so and so to me, that means you're just a baby. You hadn't grown up. But if you come at me, I'm going to deal with you right where you are. Amen. And I ain't going to tell nobody unless I go home and tell my wife. So, you know, I had to straighten somebody out. Amen. Why? Because I have the authority of God. Amen. What authority, Pastor? Pastor, that's the authority. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why would I sit down and tell you, uh, sis, say, well, you know, uh, I'm having a problem with my leg. I don't know what to do. I said, man, I got one, too. <laughs> now, she's nice because she ain't going to say nothing, but she's thinking, why am I talking to you? <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Amen. When you are confronted with an issue of life, you know the devil is messing in your life. Why are you crying? I don't mean crying. I mean, why are you whining? Why, why are you complaining, murmuring? Why don't you just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Come on now. They come into your house and start messing with your money. You say, hold on. Hold on. This is, this is where you make your speech. I give my offerings and I pay my tithe. You know the speech. You know the speech. Go on talk to the devil now instead of telling me. <laughs> And that's what that, that's what my church folks do. They tell me, you know, because uh, that's that's the prelim to telling me what I didn't do for them. Anytime you, get, you hear that speech, am I right? When they start telling you how much you they, you they gave and what they did, and all they get ready to tell you, but you didn't do so and so and so. Don't tell me, tell the devil. You a tither? Come on. Come on now. It's mind blowing. You should only hear complaints in church from the nursery. And most of them won't complain. I'll never forget uh, little JJ walked into the fellowship hall, looked around. He was small then. He's small now, but he, was, he said, somebody need to clean this place up. <laughs> Got his broom. Sure did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Y'all were there. He couldn't have been what, about three Now, church folk would say, ain't my job. Where Deacon Wallace at? (laughs) 
<laughs> Ephesians 4.15. Ephesians 4.15. Come on, I got to close. I, I'm closing. I'm closing right here. I, honest, I'm closing. Y'all got me talking. That's the only reason I'm over my time. Ephesians 4.15. We know what the scripture says, but let's read it again. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up, grow up in all things. Grow up in all things. Grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Grow up into all things into him who is the head Christ. Listen, that scripture, if you don't learn any other scripture, you don't learn anything else that you heard all day, get that in your spirit because if I get to be in Christ's head, if I can get myself into his head, how he thinks, huh? Y'all wear the little band, what would Jesus do? That's what it is. What, that's what he would do. What would Jesus do in this situation? How has Jesus handled a situation like this before? It's in your Bible, right? So for every situation, you already got an answer. Amen. Grow up into him. Get in his head. Stop trying to figure folks out. Figure him out. See, that's why you that's why you can't forgive, because I don't understand why they hurt me. Well, they hurt you because you need to grow up. Amen. 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 People don't just pick you out to do something. No, it, it, it is a well orchestrated attack. You understand that the devil means it for harm. God means it for good. So therefore. When you say, I don't know why this happened to me. You do know why it's happening. I know it's happening to me because I'm a child of God. I said that was the last one. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'll do this next week. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Okay. Even though I'm going to ease over here to Acts. I'm just flipping pages. I ain't really, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, that's some interesting reading there. <laughs> Acts chapter 14, <laughs> verse 22. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing. Stand up on your feet. I'm going to look. Acts 14, 22. Acts 14, 20. It's on your screen. That's good. It's on your screen. What does it say? What does that last part say? What? Read it one more time. Can't be right. That must be a typo somewhere. <laughs> what does it say again? We must through many tribulations enter the So when stuff happens to me, that's my promotion. Is that what you're trying to say to me? That that when stuff happens to me, 
If I don't whine, I don't cry, I don't complain, I don't murmur, but I just stand still and take authority that God moves me up one more level. Is that what you're trying to say to me? Is that, is, is that how I read that? Eve, I don't know if you remember this old song here. Uh, because y'all ain't played it, sang it, or